cliffcentral.com. This show contains adult content. If you find it offensive, please go to the cliffcentral.com website where there's a show for you. Sex Talk on cliffcentral.com. It is Friday morning and radio unscripted. And this morning, without a doubt, uncensored, which is just so cool. And you know what I was thinking about? Tomorrow, can you hear me? Tomorrow, can you hear me? Of course. Can you hear me? We can't hear you. I can hear you, John. Oh, there oh, we go. That's I'm better. I'm right here. That's better. Is mommy having a good time? Oh, mommy's having a wonderful Good, we keep losing you here. Time also moment. Okay, we keep losing you here. Okay. Yeah, that's better. So don't move, don't move a muscle, don't move a millimeter. A whole hour. Anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> don't move. But you know what I was thinking about? I was listening to, to the guest comedy podcast before with Eric and all his buddies. I was thinking about what we do and how awesome it is that we get to sit here with friends, with people we generally really like and enjoy, and talk about the most amazing stuff. And it is just so cool. Mm. Lucky bunch of people, I think. Absolutely. So, some very cool friends in the studio. Introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Claire. <laughs> Hi, I'm Stuart, Claire's husband, long-suffering husband. <laughs> Stuart, you're getting in trouble for that. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> Wait till later. I'll happily, I'll happily lend you some floggers and paddles and things. <laughs> She's frightening enough without weapons. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, very cool So it's really cool that you guys are here this morning Yeah, thanks for having us So we thought we would do absolute open house, open mic, I said That we can talk about anything and you came up with some questions And I got some ideas and Stuart had some stuff So that's really, really cool, which is fantastic And I'm sure tomorrow has something to say well, if not, I'm going to tweet it. <laughs> okay, okay We keep losing you, so if we do, then we'll just get Palesa to get you back Definitely. Okay, so let us do, let's start with this. Ninja Sex, Chocolate Starfish, Twitter Bag, Calipagian. Today's dirty dictionary word is felching. Dirty dictionary word felching. Any clue, Stuart? I think it's something to do with semen. I think maybe. 
Yeah, you are. You're in the ballpark. You're on the right track. Does it involve a straw and semen or something like that? I think or? the straw's optional, but okay. you're kind of getting very close, very warm. Oh, I'm I'm very cold well, then. Then how does he know that? How does he know that? <laughs> Can I, is, it, is it safe to say something like uh, A friend of mine once yeah, told me. Yeah, we all me. have a friend, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was something. Something along the lines of like sharting, you know, when you put two words together, but yeah. I'm just not sure now. No, you are way, way off there. I don't know my husband very well, obviously. I think I should leave now. Yeah. <laughs> you see, this is where it all comes out. <laughs> this is where it gets uh, Do you know a good lawyer, John T? <laughs> <laughs> Too late. <laughs> yeah, the laws of life. We've got a whole legal show on Cliff Central. <laughs> They'll help you guys out. They'll do an on-air mediation session. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, Tamar, what do you think felching is? Are you just laughing there? But <laughs> John, you know, as a university, uh, you know, I'm in charge of the words in the vo- vocabulary in English. I can tell you that it sounds to me like something from the agriculture world, not from the sex world. Ah, uh-huh. no, you are way, way off base. Nothing, okay. to, nothing to do with animals or vegetables. <laughs> hmm. But could have a very high <laughs> mineral content. <laughs> Lots of protein. You know what it is, don't Lots you? Protein. <laughs> Lots of zinc. <laughs> okay, so yeah. we will come back to that one. <laughs> and before I forget, because just in case I do, two cool things coming up uh, next week is our last water massage for the year um, on Thursday night. And on the 6th of December, Belle Rouge are hosting a fantastic ladies' night. Lots of toys, lots of giveaways, and I'm doing a great talk on the G-Spot. So you really want to learn about where your G-Spot is, how you find it, what you do with it when you find it, a little bit about squirting and female ejaculation. So come along to that. Stuart, if you put on a dress and have a shave, maybe. <laughs> well, if we do it on Saturday, that's normally what I do on a Saturday anyway. So then so that's fantastic. Then we go. So that'll be fabulous. And it was oh, so dear. cool to meet some of our listeners at the talk I gave this week of exploring your sexuality. It was oh, where really, was it? It was in um, uh, just off Hathel Oakland's Road. Oh, cool. The venue that we used. It was so cool to meet some of you guys. It's really wonderful to do that. So I really, really enjoy that. Okay. So, the floor is yours, madame. Go oh for dear. it. Can I first, what is a hmm. Twitter bang? What is a Twitter bang? If that's, I know that's not the word. Is that, is it's that an when you're o- having sex word that over w- Twitter? It's a word that we used before. Okay. Um, just because I hear it in the promo thing. And oh, I just was wondering. oh, that's right. So we put it, okay. So Twitter bang is, hmm, I've got to remember exactly. It's either having sex with somebody you met on Twitter okay. or having Twitter sex. Okay. okay, one of the two. Okay. We need to research. Uh, yeah, yeah, so check it out. It's one of those two, which they're not that far apart. I remember, so, actually. Mm. I'll go. Educate me. Okay. Yeah, it's basically because it's, yeah, because it's actually uh, only, hand, obviously there's very limited space, so it's actually um, what you do through Twitter. Okay. Ah, okay. Twitter, it's ah, like okay. Twitter. Nobody okay. needs to look at my um, search history at the moment, especially the preparation we did for the show today. 
Oh, dear. That's always interesting. Oh, no, I'll tell you. The cookies. The cookies. Yeah. And this morning, um, Stuart said to me, I sent you a link. You must have a look at these. The, there's all these fetishes, blah, blah, blah. And I said, I, what, on WhatsApp? Oh, so he's like, yeah, 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 on WhatsApp. I don't have anything. He goes, oh, my God, I sent it to my mother. <laughs> but turns out he didn't send it at all. Didn't send it at all. <laughs> it was a frightening few Your minutes. mother would have been very, very upset. How do you explain it? <laughs> Especially if they would have been sent to Claire's mother. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> oh no, my mom doesn't oh, well, use a phone, yeah. thank God. Okay. But our excuse That's of me. research doesn't work anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you've gone past that stage. The first time you were here, you could get away with research. Yes. The fact that you've been yeah. back so many times, no, not anymore. <laughs> now it's just personal interest and enjoyment and pleasure. Full stop. So just own it all. Uh-huh. No, we important. did, I mean, we did look up some. Fetishes just mm. to see what weird and wonderful things are out there. Oh, it's endless and limitless. Yeah, crazy. And you, and not it, crazy. I just think, thing, you know, the mind boggles at the fact that there are people out mm. there expecting those sort of things, you know. But I did want to ask you, like, yes. where do fetishes come from? Well, it's kind of a really interesting question. And through all the research that I've done over the years, nobody actually really knows what triggers it. Okay. And there are so many different triggers. Often it's something from childhood. Right. Something from way, way, way back yeah. when you yeah. have an experience and it has some impact. Right. And often that's huge. You know, somebody gets spanked as a child and there's an erotic component. So it's not – is it – a traumatic would it be a traumatic experience be, or did they traumatic, enjoy that you know did yeah they? there'd be some pleasure in it because wow. the trauma would normally be a would normally lead to a phobia right rather than a fetish right, yeah. right. Yeah. so a fetish is yeah. more an enjoyment you yeah. know uh, which would be more into the philia category mm. um the phobia would be more the fear of okay ah see because whenever i've heard about i always thought it was like an early sexual experience then becomes a fetish not just an early childhood experience becomes a fetish no it's not always an early sexual experience and often okay. it'll be rooted in something connected with childhood right. that was pleasurable but it wasn't directly sexual wow so like a child who's constipated for example um given an enema yeah and that's not a, a sexual experience in a way but could lead to something really pleasurable yeah wow. yeah um, a child who got spanked by a parent or somebody else, like an opposite gender parent or yeah. whatever. Um, all of a sudden, oh, wow, there was something in there that triggered something. I suppose as well as a child, you know, things like injuries. When you get injured, the thing that follows the injury is attention from your parents. Yeah. So maybe that, you know, yeah. they associate the injury with a, pleas- uh, then a mm. pleasurable experience. Yeah, so there are so many different wow. triggers for something like that. And a friend of ours at Dominatrix saw, I think she saw somebody being beaten with a belt or something like that when yeah. she was a child and that's where that spur, that kind of yeah. awakened something yeah you'll see something well. in a movie you'll read something there'll be a smell um you know like you walk past it's a quite walk, fascinating as a really. child yes. one of your mother's friends has this amazing perfume or something will give you this huge yeah. hug and it's like <gasps> and something just kind of sits there yeah. Wow. And, yeah over the years it grows or something later will trigger it will bring it out again but and also lo- i think it's very important johnny to remember that fetishes or let's say the likes of and kinks are sometimes just a natural expression of your own original you know uniqueness mm. it mm. can be a natural flavor that emerges because we're all different you know yeah. 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 we yeah. have learned we have learned to remember we have learned to to 
we've grown to think that we are all the same. We're not. No. no. Some no. people just have different orientations. But then, yeah. is it fair to call it a fetish? Because you know, if it's normal to one person, it's not normal to somebody well, else. You, you know, John, you're just, making it something ugly. If two things. Means. So let's okay. just go back to one thing Sorry, that Tamar said that I was getting. No, but it's an important. It's a really important question, and. The one thing is that I've always said if something is inside of you, at some point it's going to wake up. Right. right yeah. If it's yeah. not, it's not going to be there. Mm. Mm. So, for example, if, if you have an interest in bondage, being dominant, being submissive, being whatever in that, at some point something's going to trigger it and it's going to come to the surface. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If it's not a part of you, and this is what Tamar was saying, that we all have the stuff inside of us that comes from who knows where. Yeah. That has yeah. nothing often to do with something from childhood, but yeah. it's a part of our makeup. Yeah. yeah. If it's not there, it is not going to be there. Okay. So if you enjoy, I don't know, golden showers, yeah. being peed on or peeing on somebody, if you do not and it's not a part of you, forget it. Yeah. You know, I've had partners at various stages who are quite into that, and I thought, all right, so let's try this and let's see. And for me, there's nothing in it. Yeah. Like giving mm. it or receiving. I, like, mm, yeah. I don't care about it. And is it way. worth doing just to keep somebody happy as well? Well, if it's, if, if it's not within you, I mean. If it's not going to take something away from you, yeah. then it's interesting to look at that. Okay. Right. So if it's going to contract you, if it's going to take something away from you, yeah. then no, because then it's destructive to you. Right. I think um, the thing as well is that, I mean, so many things are so taboo that we probably, most of us fight. Find ourselves suppressing these feelings, yeah, and avoiding it. Actually, Cause, yeah, because of the fear of judgment, yeah. Yeah. yeah, from the people around us. And this is where the interesting thing comes. So, a lot of what we put in categories of fetish, of phobias, of phobias, come from the world of psychology. Hmm. Right. So, there's a big book called the DSM, which is the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, yeah, um, which is on I think the seventh edition or whatever wow. it is. And everything that's in there is categorized. Right. Okay. Now, a lot of that stuff was considered fetish behavior. So if you look at the strict definition of that, it was something that had some kind of arousal, some kind of impact on you. Right. And that's kind of the strict definition mm. of it. But if you look at that in the past, until quite recently, what we accept as being totally normal now was considered fetish behavior. Yeah. 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 And, and was considered aberrant behavior. Yeah. Mm. You know, homosexuality at one point was considered yeah. Psychologically yes. aberrant. Yes, That's yes, all. Yes. Full stop. Yeah. Where we know that it's not. Yeah. So you have to look at where a lot of these things come from. Yeah. And then the words that we use definitely have impact on them. So instead of saying this is my fetish and, and putting it in any kind of box. Yes. Just let's put it in. This is my pleasure. This is my kink. This is yeah. part of well, my sexual expression. Yeah. Without that much of a label because mm. yeah. that's what we were chatting about you know whether a fetish is a bad thing or a good thing because you know so, so, you, know, you can't really define it because it's personal again mm. you, you have know? to try yeah. to keep your mouth closer to i'm um, sorry yeah. because you have a very sexy voice i have to tell <laughs> you that stop it <laughs> the rest of her ain't bad <laughs> <either>. <laughs> I stop it. I, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to quote you in that one. <laughs> and that's, you know, what you just said is so fascinating because it's one of the biggest things that people say about certain experiences is you ask somebody, so would you like to have whatever the experience might be? Would you like to have a bondage experience? Would you like to have a threesome? The biggest fear is that they're going to be rejected. No. Like uh, enjoy it. Oh, oh yeah. Really? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yep. and that terrifies us often more than anything else. Because oh, what does that mean if I really yeah. like this? Yeah, 
Why? Because you'd want more of it or because yeah. you're going to like look at yourself and go, oh my gosh, what kind of person am I? Yeah. What does it mean? Really? So I go and I have this experience. What does it mean? My whole self-definition gets radically changed often in an instant when you have a big experience. But I would have thought rejection is more, you know, if you put it out there, the rejection Yeah, would but be that's more yeah. about the sharing of it with somebody else. Yeah. Or... The rejection goes with that because it's you're going to reject a part of yourself. Yeah. But the fear of rejection often will come from somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have this idea in your head, what would a threesome be like? For example, Stuart. Funny you should say that. <laughs> <laughs> so, we are laying the groundwork here for something. Your mother's Help not listening out. to this joke. <laughs> <laughs> Don't send her the link. <laughs> and um, you know, your first thought is so. If I share that, first you have to acknowledge that that's some part of you. Yeah. Yeah. And then, what do you do with that? You know. Mm. So I was talking I, this talk that I gave last week on exploring sexuality. It always comes up about swinging, swapping, threesomes, whatever, because yes. it's a part of that. And mm. I was remembering my first experience, which was as exciting as it was. It was as terrifying. Yeah. Because, and for me, the terrifying was. How does it work? What happens? What do you do? And, I, and sort of the mechanics of it. I couldn't yeah. get my head around that. Well, but yeah, part, part, of of me, part of my concern as well is that you think, should it remain a fantasy? Mm. Is the idea of it better than the reality? Mm. So should you be careful what you wish for almost? Yeah. I think yeah, the so. idea is better than the real thing. <laughs> but I think there's only one way to find out. <laughs> so, but let's explore that a little bit because it's kind of this, you know, we did this beautiful interview with, with Galen Fuss a while ago about the first conversation about bondage, about fetish, about kink experiences. Right. Yeah. And it becomes really interesting. So the first thing is you've got to acknowledge it within yourself, yeah. okay. which says yeah. what about it excites you. Right. Okay. And to start exploring that. Yeah. And then to start a conversation about it. And the questions that you put are, what do you think about? Mm. And that becomes a really safe way to start exploring. Not, mm. I want to have a threesome. What do you think about that? Yeah. Don't you wish you could just rewind your life sometimes? <laughs> start this conversation <laughs> <Sorry>. again. <laughs> what do you think about? Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. This is what I've been thinking about. Mm. What do you think about Because that? it's not about you are not attracted to your partner anymore or or anything. It's just something within you that you would like to explore. It's also not that you want to, you know, spruce up the sex life or anything like that. Is it just something you've thought about for a very long time and now you're going to see what the other person, how the other person reacts or, or is it is it that kind of a thing? Or? Yeah, and that's an important part of it. So because you have a fantasy about something, Mm. It does not mean that you love your partner any less. Yeah. It does not mean that they turn you on any less. And it does not mean that you don't have awesome sex and an awesome relationship with yeah. them. Yeah. Your fantasies are about you. Right. Mm. And often they come from these places that way back in the past and stuff we have no idea about. Right. So I might have a fantasy about, I don't know, a woman with... Really small boobs, for example. Yeah. Okay. You don't have really small boobs. I don't do it for you then. But that doesn't mean I don't love you less. It doesn't mean I don't love your boobs. It doesn't mean I don't want to touch them and kiss them and play with them and look at them and everything else. It simply means that's my fantasy. Mm. And the two have nothing to do with each other. Right. And if we make that mistake of saying that, that's when we get into trouble because that's not what it is. Yeah. In the same way of whatever your fantasy might be or your thought, yeah, 
That's the first part of it. Second yeah. part is some fantasies are never going to come close or some when we express them, when we actually go and explore them and do them, yeah. it is never going to come close to what happens in our minds. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And we have to understand that. Yeah. Because the triggers for the fantasy are incredibly specific. And this becomes an amazing thing to start breaking down inside of you. What is it about a certain experience that actually triggers it? Because sometimes it's a smell. Okay. okay. Sometimes it could be a taste. Sometimes it could be a word, a sentence. Yeah. And if you don't communicate that clearly and openly enough, your partner is not going to be able to fulfill that. Yeah. So it's Okay, so I want to have a threesome. But as part of that, there's something in this that you have to say or do. Mm. Yeah. And that's the very specific part of it. Mm. Yeah. And that becomes a beautiful journey to explore that within ourselves to see what exactly is it. Mm. Is yeah. it an outfit? Okay, what is the outfit? Right. So you say, I don't know, a nurse's outfit. Real common one. Yeah. Doctors and nurses. I love doctors. <laughs> <laughs> doctors and nurses. Okay, so so off you go to Belarus down the road, right. and you go to Candace, and you say, "I want to buy a nurse's outfit." So Candy gives you a nice nurse outfit. You go home. That's not your nurse's outfit. Yeah. Oh. Because you've gone to an adult shop and you've bought an adult nurse's outfit, and maybe your fantasy is a real nurse's outfit. Yeah, I think. The fear as well is that you, you're already asking for someone to help you live out your fantasy mm. and you've managed to get them to agree and you're amazed and you now want to keep quiet because you don't want to do anything to ruin it. It's going to happen. Yeah, you don't want to tell them how to do it. And now you're going to give them a big long list of you've got to do this, you've got to do this, you've got to do this. And but the fear every step is now it's going to get rejected. But if you don't do that, it's never going to come close to being fulfilling. Mm, yeah. Then it's going to be disappointing. Yeah. Then both of you actually feel rejected yeah so i just need to put one thing in here because obviously we're getting kind of closer <laughs> to the are we going to see the pictures afterwards is the question it's not <laughs> happening where are the what? it's <laughs> not happening <laughs> we'll talk we'll talk but the important thing becomes that if you don't do that then it doesn't become fulfilling mm. Mm. yeah and then it becomes a failure so you feel that you failed in it you feel disappointed by yeah. it yeah and that Instead of bringing you closer together and making it more exciting, that actually starts to take it away from that. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, think about it in terms of, of other things that we do in life. You go to a restaurant. You order, so you go to, I don't know, steakhouse up the road from where I live, turn and tender. Yeah. You walk in there, you say, I would like a, a steak. This is the cut I want. This is how I want it cooked. This is what I would like with it. Mm. And you have a much greater chance of that happening. And that becomes a fulfilling meal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You go and buy a car, you go and buy a computer, you go and buy a phone, you look for certain specs in that. I like that specs. Yeah. Yeah. Clever. But it's the same thing, but that's what you do. Yeah. You say, if I'm going to get a phone, this is what I'm going to use the phone for. Yeah. Like I write a lot on my phone. So I go in and I say, I write a lot, which is a good phone that's going to help me do that? Yeah. Mm. I don't want a whole lot of other stuff because I'm not going to use it. And they say this and this and this, and then you make a choice. Right. It's exactly the same kind of thing. And if we are not specific enough, it's not going to yeah. be fulfilling. Yeah. And yeah. that opens the most beautiful conversation because we start to learn so much about ourselves and about each other. Yeah. That's first yeah. step in that. Yeah. 
Don't just, can I can I butt in with a with a with a strap on quickly? And if I, I say uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to um, bend over. Uh, I just want to to add. This is a vulnerable. This is the wonderful, wonderful uh, key for vulnerability and uh, relationship. Actually, closeness fantasies because mm. I'm exposed to you, and this is something you taught me first in the beginning that I will not take advantage of this space because my partner has been vulnerable with me and I will not put on him also all my rage and feeling, you know, it, it's a huge, huge growth opportunity because it confronts me with my jealousy. It confronts me with my maybe authenticity when I hear my partner mm -hmm. revealing what he wants to explore. But he has or she has the same responsibility as we discussed with Galen Fuss on uh, sexual authenticity, which means I will not drop You know, we waited 30 years, 25, 55 years to have this conversation. Not everything has to happen at once. Yeah. 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 And, and that's kind of the next step of this. Yeah. And what you said there is so important and so beautiful is that we can see this as the most amazing space for learning and for growth within yeah. our relationship. Mm -hmm. yeah. Because you do have to reveal yourself in this. And that does bring us closer together because we are learning much more about ourselves, about each other. And that creates amazing intimacy. Yeah. And we do become more authentic in that. Yeah, the fact that you can actually have that conversation. Mm. And I think what you said earlier about, about a fantasy or about a conversation, having the conversation doesn't mean it has to happen. No. But it is really, really great that you can actually have that conversation. Yeah. And when you do that, you kind of, once you're engaging with it, you get closer and closer to seeing, so do we actually really want to do this? Mm. And then it becomes... A question of saying, so how do we start this? Mm. And the important thing, and this is the advice I would give everybody, go slow, mm. step by step. And it's not going from, we've had the discussion <clears throat> into a full-on threesome. <laughs> yeah. So if the fantasy involves, and I'm going to presume something here, and fair chance I'm going to be right, the fantasy involves another woman, correct? How dare you? <laughs> just, a, just a little guess. So if that's, if that's the case, and we'll leave it in the realm of if that's the case, then maybe it's going to be, so let's do something that says, I'm going to watch you kiss another woman. And you're going to watch me kiss her. Yes, Claire, let's do this. And, and you're going to die. <laughs> so you kiss another woman, you'll be dead. But then we're going to stop. <laughs> and then we're going to say, okay, so how did that feel? Yep. I wouldn't ask him, he'd be dead. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> There'd be radio silence. <laughs> it really would have to be some kiss. <laughs> I'm going to die for it. We've got to tell somebody who's in yeah. the channel. Absolutely. How do you feel? <laughs> but when you're doing that, you're saying, we're going to explore this, but we're going to explore it kind of really slowly, and that creates the safety. Hmm. So one of the things about exploring things like this is you need to create safety for your partner, which means yeah. Yeah. there's a boundary that you discuss and you decide on, whatever that might be. You do not go beyond that. Full stop. You do not. It doesn't matter how amazing things are. It doesn't matter. You stop because you break that boundary once yep. and you're done. You can never go back there because you've shattered the trust. That's it. So it doesn't matter. You stop yeah. and you talk and that's all. So even if before the kiss you met whoever she might be, yep. 
Philippa, let's call her. I don't know where that is. <laughs> let's call her Philippa. And you have a discussion with Philippa. That's all. Okay, how did mm. that feel talking about this? Mm. Well, that was actually quite exciting. I don't know that I'm ready to go further yet. That was exciting. And it opens more conversation. What like you feel like, like we're um, having therapy, but what if your yeah. partner says no? What if what if the you know the wife, the husband, whatever says it's not happening? You know that's the other thing. Mm. Listen, simple truth. There's not an easy answer for that, and there's not a a one two three answer for that. Part of that becomes when I think we go into relationships, and firstly, we don't know enough about ourselves. Yeah. Which makes that difficult. Mm. So I can't put that stuff on the table from the very beginning. Yeah. So I need to know about myself that I can, in the very beginning of a relationship, I can say to you, this is what's important to me. Yeah. And from the beginning, if you know that, you can say yes or no. Yeah. Or even a maybe, I'm willing to kind of explore that. Well, people have those conversations anyway, don't they? Similar conversations. You know, you if if you desperately didn't want children, children yeah. you would start a relationship with someone saying, listen, just before we get too serious, mm. I need to let you know, I will never want children. Yeah. Can we get clear about that? So why can't we expand that discussion and discuss about other things? And it should be exactly the same yeah. thing. And that's the part that we talk about the least. Mm. Mm. So yeah. when it does come up, then there's this big shock horror surprise. Mm. Instead of saying... I need to put this on the table from the very beginning. Yeah. Because if I do, we can go somewhere with that, or we can't. But yeah. after five years or ten years of marriage, and we change. There's no question of yeah. that. Mm. And things come up in our lives that have not been there before. There's no question of that. Yeah. But then the bigger picture becomes, what is our relationship really about? Mm. And if it becomes a space for growth, for exploration – as well as just a space for a family, for companionship, for to be a team, to share work or whatever it might be, then if that's the space, then let's start putting elements of that there. And that's where you go step by step. Yeah. And I'm going to say something here because it's a little bit of kind of an extreme of where we're going. But the simple truth is if you cannot be fully yourself in your relationship – it is not the relationship no, for agreed. you. Of course. Because if you have to suppress yourself yeah. for the sake of peace, for the sake of somebody else, for the sake of a relationship, all it's going to do is either kill you mm -hmm. from a spiritual and emotional point of view or you will become angry, you will become frustrated, mm -hmm. you will become resentful yeah. and you will destroy the relationship one way or another. Yeah. So – we need to be aware of that. But that's taking it to like an end point almost. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it also de depends as well. Sorry, Claire, you were going to say something. But No, I was just going to go back to threesomes and say mm. like, but are they still considered taboo or, you know, a lot of people have done them. A lot of people are interested mm. in them, all that kind of stuff. Is it still something that's very like, you know, like I was reading about cannibalism being a fetish as well mm. or, or that kind of stuff. You just, you know, it's not, it's more of an accepted 
fetish. So that's that, that's all I was going to say. Cannibalism is, is more accepted than no, no, threesomes. No, no. Threesomes are more acceptable. Threesomes are more acceptable. <laughs> I don't know, actually, because if you're talking to the right people, you know, maybe if you're talking to the right people, cannibalism is acceptable, yeah. you know? Exactly. I think if you go I th- to an Osho, if you go to an Osho ashram, you will definitely have a different conversation or different yeah. communities. Can I just tell you from my experience, Clary, uh, it's very important to say that if you live in a society with friends that are not uh, familiar with emotional boundaries and the emotional emotional infrastructure of what it is to have a third party in your relationship or even just a visitor in your relationship, there is a difficulty to grasp or percept with all parties in the equation and you need mm-hmm. to explore together. If you go to different festivals around France, around different communities in the world, they will know very well how to deal with the situation. Mm-hmm. So I think you're absolutely right to, to think and consider, wow, I'm not experienced. My husband's not experienced. You know, the lady we might one day find that we trust is not experienced. It's a real journey. And you know what? It's absolutely a place of vulnerability. And mm-hmm. there needs to be a lot of trust. Mm-hmm. There's an interesting thing in that, in, in how do you define that? And um, the first time I was on TV, it was a show about pornography. And it was supposed to be what was good, what was bad, and I was going to be the moderator. And it just kind of collapsed and changed. But the research I did along the way was looking for a definition of pornography. And the body that has kind of dealt with the most obscenity cases in the world was the United States Supreme Court. Right. And so I go and do some reading about that. And the interesting thing is that there is no one definition of what's considered pornographic or not. And what's considered obscene or not. And what they came up with was this phrase, prevailing community standards. Okay. Wow. So the prevailing community standards, for example, in Dane Fern with regards to swinging are very different to the prevailing community (laughs) standards in a suburb of Bloemfontein, which is not quite true because to be blunt, there is a fucking lot of naughtiness (laughs) happening in Bloemfontein. I can believe that. (laughs) So – the truth is that different groups of people will consider some things much more acceptable than others. Right. You know, if you're sitting in a, a group of people who are quite religious from any particular religion and yeah. you talk about threesomes, it's definitely going to be shock horror. Yeah. 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 And if you're sitting you're talking in pretty much any kind of coffee shop in Santon, for argument's sake, at least True. 30%, 40% of the people sitting at the table have – Engaged in a sexual experience so with another partner. The company wow. you keep, really. Yes. In the end, yeah. Yes. Stay the in the gutter. <laughs> it's like those are the most interesting people. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to start going out to <laughs> <some> different places. <laughs> yeah, you're just hanging out in the wrong place. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to get you away from those people. Monasteries. (laughs) But that really does have impact on it. You know, because if you were in a circle with people who had had experiences like this, and at some point somebody's going to share that with you, Mm. and it's going to plant a little seed that's going to say, I wonder. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's all. Yeah. So a lot of that will have to do with the people that you hang out with. And once you get exposed to something, it's there. You know, there's this beautiful saying that comes up on, on sort of these spiritual channels every now and then. It said, a mind that has been, uh, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, a mind that has been expanded beyond its original dimensions can never go back to what it was. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. You can't, yeah, makes perfect you sense. can't unsee what you've seen. That's kind it. Of Once you've had yeah. a thought, you've had an awareness, you've had a something, it's there. And you might try and suppress it, but the more you try and suppress it, especially if it's a part of you, 
you have to know it's coming back. Yeah. Suppress yeah. it, you. Suppress it. Push that down. <laughs> Push it down. <laughs> but what you were saying earlier, Claire, about is, you know, when these fa- fantasies get expressed and you say, what if it then doesn't happen? But I think in a lot of cases, fantasies, fetish ideas and thoughts are just that. Mm. And mm. and sometimes they go somewhere and other times they don't. But it's not like the conversation we said earlier, the start of a relationship. I do never want to have, ch- I never want to have children. That's one thing. I would like a threesome. Yeah. I would like, you know, yeah. it, it, I think it's a different thing. But we change because the reasons that we make certain decisions change. Mm. So you say, I never want to have children. That might come from having had a terrible childhood. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so what happens at some point, something could happen inside of you that said, I could actually give a child a very different journey. Like live, um, finding a, a loving partner, for instance. You know, if you've, if you've now found the person that you want to spend the rest of your life, maybe you do want to breed yeah. with them, <laughs> you yeah. know, that kind of a so thing. So we hope it would be a little bit more than <laughs> just that. Cl- okay, turkey baster, here we come. <laughs> yeah, but essentially... The reasons that we do things change as we change. Mm. So what you say never to, but if you're putting that on the table, you're being honest about who you are. Yeah. Yeah. At that moment. That's right. And at some point in your life, that might be really important for you to express that. Mm. Yeah. And then you make a choice. You make a decision on how important you are to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to anything else. Mm. But can you imagine some... Of these women or men who feel like they will, you know, okay, we'll, we'll do your, you know, we'll live out the fantasy that you want or a fetish that you like and things like that, who then don't, can't find a way back, who feel like they're going to, you know, to keep the partner happy, Mm. to constantly be pushed that little bit further. And then they get to a point where they're not comfortable anymore, but they can't say no. And, you know, but you've did, you did this already, you know, then it's destructive, then it's manipulative and it's not authentic. But uh, because if I keep doing that to you, then it's not authentic. Yeah. I just, you, you, you know, yeah. these women need to, uh, women, I say women, but it's, I think you hear about it more often. I think mm. people in relationships just need to be stronger as to who they are and where they are. And, yeah. you know, like you said, set boundaries as yeah. to this is as Listen, far as I'll go. I've dealt this week in, in my office with people with enormous and deep relationship. Oh, I thought you were going to say enormous something else. I was no. like, wow. <laughs> no, okay, pain. No. This, week, this week has been relationship pain. Okay. Yeah. It hasn't been enormous Aww. anything else. That's what it's been. Aww. And it's really, I mean, I've always thought a lot about relationships, but what it's brought to the fore for me more than anything else is that, and I don't have definite answers to any of this stuff yet, we have to learn to do relationships differently. Agreed. Yeah. Because the way that we do relationships, they're actually set up to fail. Yeah. And they're set up not to work. Yeah. Partly because we don't know who we are. Yeah. So we go into relationships not being clear on who we are. Right. We go into relationships not knowing what it is that we really want from a relationship. Yeah. yeah. Other than kind of what the media gives us the surface. Yeah. 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 You know, two kids, white picket fence and a Jack Russell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or what and, the fr- and, maybe and what the friends have. Yeah. Or, or and that three kind of weeks thing. holiday in Cape Town or whatever it might yeah. be. Yeah. And that's kind of what it is that we do. Right. None of that is real about who we are. Hmm. And about what a relationship really is. That's the one level. Other level is, and it's a huge thing, is kids. Right. Because once we go down that road, the thought and the desire to keep that unit together is enormous and incredibly 
strong. Yeah. So the interesting thing is this. We live in a world that is very scattered and separate. So, for example, I'm presuming most of your family are not in South Africa, Stuart. No, they're not. They're not. Okay. So. I'm the only one. Yeah. So. All of I mean, that, I wasn't sent in exile. No, it's my well, choice. We don't know that yet. You, might, you know, you might have been banned. <laughs> but think about the fact that in the past we had communities that could look after kids, for example. Yeah. You know, you had an extended family. Yeah. I think about my family now. More of my family is overseas than is in South Africa. Yeah. Mm. But I grew up in this really extended family with grandparents and aunts and uncles and cousins. There was always somebody there to look after the kids. Yeah. That was it. We don't have that. Mm. So I think that we need to have kids later and we need to be very, very careful about is that something that we really want to do? Mm. And I think a lot of women don't understand how much choice they have in that mm. because there's such conditioning and such pressure Still today, regardless of, of the wonderful and amazing careers that women have and everything else, mm. yeah. you're not complete until you're a mother. Yeah. Well, yeah. you're not complete until you've married. You're not complete. That's There's a, all these like milestones that you have yeah. to meet when actually you, you don't, you know. You don't. Yeah. You could get by perfectly fine on That's your right. own if you wanted to. Yeah. So there's enormous social pressure, and especially in certain communities. Mm. To do that yeah. yeah What's wrong with you You're not You know 30 you're not married yeah. Or 25 you're not married Yeah or And you end up giving An enormous amount of yourself Away in that And mm. not realizing The choice that you have mm. To say I'm not saying that I don't want to be a mother But let's just Stop uh, a little uh, Yeah and, You I, know And before anybody Kind of has a go at me About anything I raised my daughter I was a single parent From the time my daughter Was four Wow And the last time She saw her mother Was when she was six oh. She's 26 now So in that time She had like three contact with her mother Which had been via email And that's it Wow Um, So I know what it is to be a parent Yeah Um, And I just simply think We need to understand We have more choice in that Mm. And then we need education for relationship Mm. Which means we need to learn How to communicate And that is the biggest thing Because we don't know that Yeah We don't know how to be honest and we are terrified of being judged and we're terrified of being vulnerable. Mm. Yeah. And we have a big thing that says if our relationship does not work, if we do not stay together, rather, yeah. that's a failure. Yeah. 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 And it could be the biggest fucking success yeah. 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 to say, walk away. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, I've, I've been married before. Mm. I was uh, divorced and. Uh, my biggest problem with getting divorced wasn't that the, the relationship was ending. It was that I was joining a club I didn't want to be a member of. Yeah. And I didn't want people to look at me with that, oh, you're divorced. Mm. And that was the bigger problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's an amazing thing. A while ago, Gareth went to Silicon Valley with a whole lot of tech entrepreneurs from South Africa. Mm. And he came back and he gave a really fantastic talk about what he'd experienced. And he said, from a business point of view, one of the ideas they have there is that if a business doesn't work, it's not necessarily a failure. Mm. Mm. And if somebody doesn't work three, four times, it doesn't mean that they are not going to make a success of it yeah. if they're learning and growing and expanding all the time. Mm. Mm. If you're doing the same thing again and again, then you're just stupid. Yeah. 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 No question of that. Oh. But it's an amazing idea that. Mm. And if we put it into the context of relationship, 
it says if you get married when you are 24 years old, you are a child. Yeah. Yes. So you have no idea about this stuff. Yeah. No. So four years later, you are a whole different person, which fair chance you're going to be. Yeah. Mm. And you say, listen, I need something else. Yeah. And you've learned more. Mm. And your next experience is kind of a refinement on that. Yeah. 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 But lots of stories about leaving people at the altar as well. A lot of people just go through with it mm. because, oh, my family's here to watch and all that kind of, you know, there's all those, you know. Yeah, that's the social pressure. This is it, yeah. It. I can't, I can't disappoint everyone. Meanwhile, that's, you know, then you, years later, you're stuck with somebody you don't want to be with, yeah. you know. And the really important thing is don't look at it as failure. Mm. It's a learning. Mm. And if I grow from that and if I learn more about me, I can create something that is going to be more fulfilling for yeah. both of us. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And if we start seeing that, that that's often what the space of a relationship is. Yeah. Then we don't have to hold on to what we have done. Yeah. And it's you know the biggest thing in in, in our world, and and from a, a point of view of spiritual growth, the idea of attachment to all of this and to what it means. Mm-hmm. Is an enormous thing. Yeah. yeah. And Johnny, which other? Uh, sorry, I, yeah. I couldn't hear what you said. What does it mean? Um, spiritual growth. Maybe. Yeah, from spiritual growth. Uh, you know, okay. holding on to the just the idea of the attachment of something, and the fact that just because it didn't work does not mean it's a failure. It just yeah. simply means, so that, that's the, the question. What does it mean if a relationship did not last? doesn't mean. But imagine going failure. through life and being successful at everything that you do. Can you imagine the, yeah, you know, at 50 not, and you fuck up and that's you, that's you, yeah, you know, but define success, suicide, define, that kind of stuff, you know, so define success. Yeah. Well, just yeah. everything. If you've been getting your 80% on your test, you've played, you've won, you know, you were the best tennis player at school. Then you had, you went into university and you came out, come la, and then you da 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 da. So everything in life has just gone. Okay. So you've spoken enough about yourself now in the last two seconds. <laughs> that definitely is not. I'm one of those people that fails first and then does really well the next okay, time. So, but think about this and let's add something. Mm. So let's add to that. There's you, never I, – I could talk about myself all the time. Okay, we know that. There's never enough. <laughs> yeah, but you don't talk about the real interesting stuff. <laughs> you want to hear the deep fantasies. <laughs> Go. Okay. So. so let's add something to that. Let's okay. add – in that definition of success – how much of yourself have you learned about? How much of your heart have you learned about? Mm. How much of your spirit have you learned about? How much compassion have you shared with other people? How mm. much have you sat with somebody else while they cried their heart out about something? How much yeah. have you connected with different teachings in the world? How much of life have you really danced with? How yeah. much have you sung of life? How much of yeah. your story have you lived? How much of the depths of the darkness of your shadow have you gone into? I want to know about the darkness. Tell me more questions. <laughs> I want to know what they brought to the studio. What question, Jonty? We need to. It's an open mic. It's a question. So, the definition. Of, I want to know today. Yeah. The definition of success in that then becomes incredibly narrow. And I wrote yeah. something about this. It's an article that I'm putting out on Monday. And essentially, there's this beautiful saying that says, if you go to, in a lot of societies, if you go to a shaman for healing, mm. 
Mm. They don't ask about the symptoms of all sorts of things. They say four questions. When did you stop dancing with life? Yeah. When did you stop singing? When did you stop being fascinated by your story? And when yeah. did you stop being okay to sit in the deep silence? Yeah. Amazing. That's success. From my point of view. The rest yeah. of it, it's there, it comes and goes. You have more, you have less. Mm. You succeed at some stuff, some things will work, some things you'll fuck up. Mm. Yeah. That's all. And you're going to do that again and again and again That's and again. That's life, isn't it? That's, That's right. Experiences. That's right. And, and I think if you, can, if you look at your life and say, I've been 100% successful at everything I've tried, then you haven't really tried Never. anything. Because what does that mean? You haven't put mean? yourself out there, have you? No. What does that don't, mean? Yeah. Yeah. Don't, okay. tell, don't tell fish to try and climb on trees. Yeah, and, that's And uh, that's one of those, everybody has a uniqueness and you need to find your own. That's so don't you have a suggestion? Yeah. What do you think about, like, hit the expert? You know, Claire, uh, well, both of you actually are going to hit you with questions and you're going to oh, just shit. hit them because you have eight minutes to answer some, like, how-to-dos. I've just remembered I've got to go. <laughs> Look at the time. <laughs> okay. Ask us questions. Um, hit the experts. Go. You mean I must ask them? No, no. They must ask you everything they want. To oh, I see. Show. What, is this? what is that? What is oh, this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, oh, dear. And you have to answer like shit okay. down. Okay. okay. What, is a, what does a foot fetish mean? Why would you have a foot fetish? Because you enjoy feet and you get turned on by either looking at feet or touching feet or sucking feet or massaging feet or whatever. That's what it is, full stop. Do they have to be clean? Well, for some people they do and for others they do not. And for some people mm -hmm. the more toe jam and shit the better because oh. that's what some people like. I mean, there's this huge thing on the internet. My daughter has this. I've Pimple squeezing fetish. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. I love I that. love squeezing pimples. She watches these videos and she says, do you want to watch? And I <laughs> but it's not sexual. In my case, squeezing pimples is sexual. But it's not sexual, always about it's directly sexual. It's oh, okay. pleasure. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's not winning. sexual for me either. It's winning. <laughs> it's Promise. <laughs> I don't get off watching people pick their spots. And, and like an, what about like an HIV fetish mm. and things like that? How... Where you know because it's obviously dangerous. Is that the? Because yeah, sometimes that'll be the excitement. So, by the way, and I will announce this now. You've got to come back next week then, because that's a really interesting question. Because um, Bruce and I are putting a show together on what is sexy about HIV. Okay. Wow. Uh, That'd be interesting. Thursday is World AIDS Day. Yes. Yeah. Um, and we do an AIDS show, and we've always done it with this. And I'm not saying it's not important, not for a second. Let's just get that clear. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. What are the education about it is, and we will talk about that. Yeah. But we found a different perspective. What's sexy about AIDS next well, Friday? Wow. Because okay. there, there is still that reaction of, which I yeah. heard the other day. I said but something about. For some about people, the danger is the excitement. Oh, okay. The same thing, the danger of like sex in public. Yeah. It's the excitement. Yeah. Not so well, much. Who wouldn't about like that, though? Yeah. Some people. <laughs> okay, tomorrow you've had one question answered. There we go. Claire, put so, your clothes back on. Okay, so we can go into the parking lot after. No, we can go where we do the last nude show up on the roof and all the surrounding officers come and watch. 
Okay, that's fine with me. No, I meant more like secretively. You know, when you sneak off and, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's the exciting yeah, so thing. Not a, not so you're at a party and you go into the bathroom yeah. of the house and not like everybody she, look at me. I'm about yeah. to show you my lily white ass. Well, the, no, yeah. Okay, and the, the, well, we want to see it. We like lily white asses. Absolutely. The thing for me as well is that we were looking into this. The fetishes, for, yeah. obviously for the show, and not for our own enjoyment. Yeah, um, yes, yes, and we, yes, yes, yes. of course not. What? No, I, no, no obviously. No. But what you can find, there's a fetish for anything you can think of. Absolutely, absolutely everything. And my question for you, I suppose, is: I was about to say weirdest, but what is the strangest, most unusual fetish you've heard of, well, or that uh, someone's presented you with? Sure. Nothing sho- has anything ever shocked you as well. Is that no, things have surprised me more okay. than shocked me? Yeah. I think the the extremity that some people will go to in terms of what I have seen over time, some of that was definitely, definitely shocking. There's no question. Yeah. There's some things that particularly like in the world of, of incredible extreme bondage play um, mm. that have really been yes. shocking, that that's the limit that people would go to. Um, but I will tell you that I am more shocked. Um, I've been reading some books about a detective in the Second World War, German detective, by a guy called Philip Kerr. Um, What has shocked me more is the absolute and incredible brutality that we as human beings are capable of. Um, And just in terms of like reporting and talking about the enormity of numbers of deaths and torture that we as human oh. beings are capable yeah. of. But at the same moment, the incredible love and giving and sharing that we are capable of. Because yeah. I've had, I've been in this extreme of stuff both week with this amazing experiences that I'm going through and learning from at the moment that I really, I don't have words for in terms of what I'm seeing in terms of my heart being open and what that means and stuff. Mm. And really at the moment, there are no words that'll kind of come. But looking at that space, Spectrum, and they're all part of all of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pick any one of us in any given situation, and we could be that person. With, yeah, social and, conditioning. Yeah. You, you were saying earlier, if you if you surround yourself with people of of one ilk, then you're going to find other things very, very odd, very strange. But also, if you find yourself hanging around extreme people all the time, mm. you're going to go further and further down yeah. that rabbit hole. Yeah. And the important thing with that, yeah. the consciousness says no why. Mm. So in terms of okay. fetishes, in terms of exploring, know where you're making the choices from. Are you making fear-based choices? Are you making judgment-based choices? Or are you making heart-based choices? Right, yeah. Heart-based choices yeah. say how do we win in this how do both of us expand not contract yeah and if you're doing that then you're growing you're expanding then what you're doing is success but then it that would be quite difficult in today like people today just do whatever they want yeah so pick so that's what I'm saying. I think it would be quite difficult for people to actually go back and look at where their fetishes come from. And blah, blah. I just like it and that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, but that's fine. Like it, but say, how do I explore it in a way that expands me, in a way that expands my relationship, not just 
because I like it. That, that's but if you're the going up, about, sorry, sorry, Claire, that's the odd thing about you know if you look mm-hmm. up, up line about bringing up the subject of a threesome mm. with your partner, which I did just to research <gasps> Back the <again>. show. <laughs> um, then Snore. what you, what you tend to find is how to manipulate your partner into giving you what you yeah, want, what which isn't do. what isn't the question. No, it's not conscious that. Yeah, it's not, and that's where you need to look at. What kind of relationship do you want? Because mm. ultimately, the consciousness will do that. So, guys, this has been really interesting. I think <laughs> you're definitely can. Stuart, you can come back. And <laughs> uh, uh, me? <laughs> yeah. I'll just drive him, shall I? Yeah, that's pretty Which is what happened today. <laughs> I love you being here. It's really, really awesome. Felching. Yes. Felching is licking semen out of an orifice. So, whether you do it with a straw or not is kind of irrelevant. I hate to say that. I knew that. I don't know where. I don't know how I knew that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you could see her face. I've got some explaining to do. If you silent, could see her face. Okay, so we can definitely presume from your face that that is not going to be on your list of fetishes or fantasies to explore. You'll be glad to hear it's not one of mine either. <laughs> there we go. Guys, thank you. This has been thank you very much. really fantastic. Thank you for having us. It yeah. was really, really cool. We should do this again because I think there's so much more to fetishes yeah. to talk. You know, yeah, things, that's explaining some of and them would be fun. And yeah, that's really one of the things that we want to do on the show. So yeah, sorry. Definitely look at this <laughs> again. So once again, Water Massage on Thursday, Belarus Ladies Night, all about the G-Spot, which is lots and lots of fun, cool entertainment. It's a cool venue. Um, next week, What's Sexy About AIDS. Tamar, I'm really looking forward to seeing you this week. I she's am coming so home. coming. Yes, she's back in South Africa, but they're at, uh, at the lodge at Zebra's Crossing for the weekend. Uh, okay. So she is back. Welcome home. I'm really looking Fetiches forward to seeing Zebra. you. Thank you, Zebra's Porn. I'm watching Zebra's Porn. <laughs> porn. Okay, that is where we are <laughs> going to end on Zebra's Porn. <laughs> I wish you okay. all so much pleasure. Cliffcentral.com